1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter.
2: And my name is Ashton.
1: Hi guys. Hi. Last time we recorded, we hadn't yet done SMTJ Live, and when the podcast released, it was during SMTJ Live. Yeah. Yeah. We've now done SMTJ Live we in have. the continuity of real life. Yes. How did you guys think it went?
2: I had a great time.
1: I think it went really well. Did you? Well. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Are you sure?
2: Up until, well, yeah, actually, I did have a good time even in the gunge. Really? Yeah. It was more like having to deal with the aftermath of the gunge that was, I think, um, the gunge was the kind bit of I bit. like. The yeah. gunge was fun to play with. And it was really warm as well. Yeah, so it was kind of nice. It's
1: like a slimy hug.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, you
1: nearly died getting out of it.
2: I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost slipped and smashed my head on the table, but yeah. that was okay. These things happen. Wouldn't be the first
3: time you smashed your head on
1: that table, to be
3: honest. <laughs> would it? So. No. no I've, got, uh, just I've
2: got a rock solid head, so I would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. I would actually gone through the table.
1: <laughs> that's why we wanted to protect it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, SMTJ Live was was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And the reception from you guys has been uh, really encouraging as well. Mm. We're glad those of you who joined us live enjoyed it. It's up now on the VODs channel. Just to reiterate a few of the things that we scrambled to try and announce on in the moment when we recorded last week's podcast because we didn't plan ahead, there is a triple jump video game coming. Yeah, it's, it's actively in production at the moment, an FMV game that we're hoping to bring to Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, there is new stuff on the Patreon right now main menu and rules boss now exclusive to the Patreon at the five dollar tier. So if you support us with five dollars a month, you get access to monthly, rules boss or main menu. But to kick things off, there's an episode of both there currently.
2: And thank you to everyone who has signed up since Saturday. It's been, the the response has been great. Mm. Thank you so much. We we were worried that you guys would be angry at us. Everyone's been so nice. Some people were angry, but that's understandable. But everyone seems to have been really nice and really supportive. So thank you so much.
1: We hope our justification makes sense in that these shows were just going to be taken off YouTube entirely. So this Mm. is the only way they can continue. And if you want to keep seeing them, make sure you support us on Patreon. Uh, It's a really promising start. And if we can maintain that momentum, then hopefully we can keep uh, putting those on there. But not only that, at the five dollar tier, there's also early access to worst and weirdest games ever, submitting questions on this podcast, loads of stuff. So maybe go check out patreon.com forward slash team triple jump there's also you've got one day left haven't you peter
3: that's right it's never been a more exciting time to buy that t-shirt so if you head to what t-shirt the what, yeah, for those who aren't looking, it, it's our it's never been a more exciting time to be a gamer t shirt.
2: It's um like from SMTJ Live. Yes, if you watched it, that's what that's from. So it's like a commemorative t shirt, it's
3: a special exclusive pre order only thing. So once we've sort of uh, once the time has run out on that, we will send out everyone's shirts who's ordered it and then it will be gone forever. Um, but also on the store, there's 50% off. All of our legacy logo merch. Um, mm-hmm. And you should still definitely consider having a look at that. Because although we do have a new logo, it's basically the same size and shape and text and everything. It's just the new one glows and the old one didn't. So it's not like you're wearing a really out of date logo. No. no. You should go and it's, know, it's a really get, good deal. It's going it. to
1: get colder soon too. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of warm boys on there, the hoodie and the hat as well. So maybe go check that out. That closes at 23.59pm UK time on Sunday. Uh, So if you're listening to this at the time of release, you've got about a day and a half if you're interested Mm -hmm. in going and nabbing one of those. It's Starfield time, everyone. It is. Starfield is here. Everyone's talking about Starfield. The reviews have been really good, but they've sort of been kind of all over the place, haven't they? With a lot of people saying that it takes time to get started but it is really a very exciting time to be a gamer because conversation is just dominated on social media by the crazy things people are finding in Starfield, mm-hmm. how far through it are you, and so on and so forth. It's, uh, it is actually going down very well, yeah. it seems. Mm. And we'll that's fun. A,
3: we'll have a review corner on it today. Yeah. We can
1: hear all about James Jenkins' thoughts. But before we get there, mm-hmm. it's time to talk about this week's sponsor.
2: It is. It's also the weirdest games ever week, but you know, you knew that. You've you've been you know what's going on. What? Um, we have, you, I don't know if you guys know this, um, but start, uh, Smash Mouth. Sorry, I'm actually really emotional. Smash Mouth. You guys know them. I do. Yeah. Yeah. You might know that their lead singer Steve. Mm. He died this week. He did. He's yeah. Rest big in sad. Yeah. It was a bit uh, problematic at the end of his life, but still, he was a little. Bit he was still didn't deserve to die that, like that young. So it was a bit sad there's some great songs from Smash Mouth, iconic. Um, so in honor to kind of memorialize oh, okay. them, yeah. um, Bethesda obviously releasing their game this week. Yeah. Uh, they were like, well, let's do like a special 24 hour thing. We'll change the name of it. And uh, just to like, to, to bring him into everyone's mind.
1: Sure, okay.
2: So they're changing the name briefly, just for 24 hours to All Star Fields. <laughs>
1: that's beautiful hmm. yeah um
2: hey now you're an you're all-star, an all-star field. Field. Yeah. right
1: and what does what is that int- they're just changing the name they're just changing the name okay uh,
2: and all of their like social media stuff will just say all Starfield um for 24 hours and then the poor marketing intern's gonna have to change it all back to Starfield right, right. Tomorrow. and then people
1: will like laugh react on facebook when yeah. they when they change it back to the old logo yeah like ha. Huh some sort of political message or something yeah and I didn't they love long. that stuff yeah, yeah. Uh
2: where's where's straight day where's straight field that's yeah, what they are yeah. saying. what's yeah.
3: international men's field today? yeah
2: exactly oh exactly but don't worry about that because we're not gonna have any of that because it's not real oh no. i mean he did he's die he's still alive but uh, oh. he did die but um oh. they're not changing the name of starfield for 24 okay. hours
1: oh, rest in peace steve with steve
2: yeah. yeah steve harwell is oh well from from uh, smash, smash mouth.
1: mouth
3: i'm impressed with all of these very real sponsors that we've done over the past few weeks Several of which have been Starf- Starfield themed. Mm-hmm. None of us have gone for Garfield at any oh, point. Oh, see, that's, that's great. a perfect I, rhyme. Have
1: you seen the meme image where someone has photoshopped that? It says no. Garfield it's just a moon, but with Scarfield. So no, I've not, but it's I can great. imagine. It's very that it good. Exists. I'm a big fan <laughs> of that. Um, no, we're not sponsored by all star field. We are of course sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where if you support us today, you can submit questions to this podcast and get loads of other awards as we have already discussed. Make sure you go to triplejud.mup to find links to everything that being the YouTube, Twitch, discord, cameo, etc. The shop is triplejumpshop.com. If you want to get one of these shirts or take advantage of the sale. Um, and there are a couple of other things out on the channel. This week, one of which, as you mentioned, Ashton, is weirdest games ever.
2: Yes. It is Shamu's Deep Sea Adventure. Mm-hmm. Um it's and weird. it's weird it's really weird. Um and it's not the the narrative you would expect. No. Really? No. Um but it was a good one. That's coming out tomorrow for yes. those listening at the time of release. So mm-hmm. go check that out.
1: Mm-hmm. If you're a patron, you've you would
2: already have heard, seen you would it. You've already seen yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh additionally we are excited to announce that the sleepover streams will soon be returning yes uh if those of you have been with us for a while will know that once a month uh we used to do a later evening stream and we would play something and would we swear on the sleepover streams i think yeah, we did think yeah so. we'd swear on those and we'd have a merry time and sometimes read you bedtime stories and so on and we sort of phased those out uh we're going to look to return those to you once a month and the first one will hopefully be the end of this month. So stay tuned to our social channels and we'll hopefully see you there for some sweary fun Mm. later in the evening. We will. It's time to get started, Peter Austin.
3: It is. This is a question that's been sent to us by Cormoran Strike. Whoa, cool name. Mm. Who says, How do you guys feel about the PlayStation Portal and the fact it's Wi-Fi streaming only instead of being a more... uh, Instead of being more a Wii U tablet device that can play games locally without Wi-Fi, thank you, Cormoran. Thank you, thank you. I've got a little bit of a write-up here from Nerdist, who say, basically, the PlayStation Portable is a portable devu- portal. Sorry, is a portable device you can use to play all your PS5 favourite games. Sony suggests you can use it in cases where your TV screen is otherwise occupied or if you just want to visit a different room than your console. If you want to play a PS5 game in your bed, it sounds convenient. The PlayStation Portal remote device will let you play your PS5 games using Wi-Fi, but you do need to connect to your actual PS5 to do so. It will essentially mirror your PS5. But without Wi-Fi, you won't be able to use this device. Much to the disappointment of fans, the PlayStation Portal itself does not have five G capabilities. It will also not stream games from PlayStation Plus premiums. Uh, Pre- PlayStation Plus premiums cloud. Sony notes games that require a VR headset or additional peripherals are not compatible. Games that must be streamed on PS5 using a PS Plus premium membership are also not compatible. So there you go. Um, I mean, to me. I think in the the modern world we live in, this is probably less of an issue uh, than perhaps some people are making it out to be. I understand that you know the, there will be situations where you don't have access to Wi-Fi, or um, th- this is this is going to cause some kind of problem and mean that oh I'm not going to be able to play that now because of X Y Z. But I think generally speaking, the place where your PS5 is currently sitting is probably a building that has some sort of wi-fi network in it right i think you know mm. it's still not good news like it would be better if it was if it did have 5g uh, or you know capabilities like that but um i don't know i think i think in the in the modern day and age you're probably gonna have wi-fi connected to ps5 and to your playstation portal most of the time maybe mm-hmm. not all the time but it shouldn't be a, a huge issue for a lot of people that's, that's what I think. I might be wrong, though, because a lot of people are mad about it.
2: <laughs> I think most people are mad because I think less about the Wi-Fi and more about the fact that, like, it almost is a completely pointless device. Yeah, I
3: think generally. I, I don't think <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. that good of a device, no. but yeah.
2: Because Fraser has the, like, phone console, the Backbone, the backbone that mm-hmm. they released a little while ago, where it lets you play PlayStation games on your phone using the Backbone, like, controller, which is way cheaper than the two three hundred two, two one hundred ninety nine one hundred ninety nine pounds ninety nine pence um, that you would have to spend on a PlayStation Portal. I think that like the premise is good. Like, are oh, your TVs occupied? You can play it on your handheld. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough. But I also think that maybe they've just not gone far enough with it. The fact that you can't play cloud streaming games mm. on your device, which I mean, doesn't really makes sense if you're using over Wi-Fi anyway surely it should be able to yeah. pull games from the cloud Um I asked the community mm-hmm. and most people said they were either not going to buy it yeah. or they were going to wait until they could jailbreak it and then uh, that's install Game it's, Pass on it r- well I was going <laughs> to say that's, that's assuming
1: it runs uh, yeah. any kind of reasonably s- strong hardware yeah. because it's it probably has something going on in there, but it's not designed to run games. No,
3: so it, it's essentially it just a screen with a Wi-Fi
2: all. port, yeah. essentially.
3: Yeah. But there um, might be a way, potentially, for some very clever people, given that it is Wi-Fi connected, there might be a way to, to jailbreak and to do too. streaming. Yeah. 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 yeah, could
2: do. Um, but yeah, I just think it's it's kind of not, it's like not far enough of a, th- like a jump for it to be kind of justifiable. I can see why they're doing it, but like I say, it doesn't feel necessary when they've already got the much cheaper backbone. I know not everyone's phones can like cloud stream effectively without, I mean, mine would overheat very quickly, I imagine, but I do think that there's enough of a market for people who want to do this, who are already Doing it. Um, But I think that the fact that it doesn't cloud stream is the thing that's the biggest letdown about it. Because if you're going to have a cloud streaming service, why wouldn't you make your own Wi Fi device compatible with it? It doesn't doesn't make sense.
1: a strange thing to have done. Mm. Yeah. It's an incredibly niche device that solves a niche issue that Mm -hmm. not a lot of people have. As much as I enjoy the idea of playing PS5 games in bed or whatever, if the TV's occupied, I have two televisions for this specific reason so it's not going to be an issue for me because my household has a lot of video games being played in it and that just seemed like a worthwhile investment to me and it has certainly paid off that way um a lot of people travel for work and they don't want to take stuff with them in the case of our social media manager Fraser or community manager Fraser he he travels down to London a fair amount to see his partner and that's where he does the majority of his remote play or xCloud streaming and mm. he does use the backbone for that. You're right. So I did actually ask him mm. it, what he thinks of this because he's the... While I've heard a lot of people going, this, is, this isn't this is really for me, um, I have also heard a number of people say, this is exactly for me. This is perfect for me. And so I thought if anyone was going to have some positive thoughts on it, it'd be Fraser. And Fraser's not too keen on it either. He (laughs) said... uh... Uh, Fraser uses Remote Play mostly when he's away, does some Remote Play and a large amount of xCloud streaming. Personally, I'm not really excited, but I can see the appeal of it. Although being able to Remote Play with DualSense features enabled, having it being its own device so it won't drain phone battery life and with it running on Android, there is... Hang on, that was just a full stop there. Uh, there is potential to see uh, to, to sideload emulators onto the device, which is very exciting. However, I personally feel like a backbone is a better investment as it allows to go outside the PlayStation e ecosystem so you can Mm -hmm. use it for for more things whereas this obviously will be very specialized um i do think that that people like myself like you two like many others who are saying what's the point in this 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 is pointless i think that almost is the point because it's clearly just not for us it's weird that sony have spent so much money to develop this device when it really is going to be for a very select group of people who have a very specific need and for those people, this is going to be great. However, £200 does seem like a lot. That is, with the current price reductions for the PS5 in the UK, more than half the price of the PS5. Yeah. Uh, and at that point, I think if I was traveling around, I'd almost rather just lug my PS5 around with me, mm-hmm. uh, which I know isn't convenient and not doable for everyone. But it's it's a cool-looking device. Especially given that there might be a Slim on the way as well. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's a cool-looking device, and it clearly serves a function. But it's it's... Not going to be something that I need or will want to use.
2: Sony's Mo at the moment just seems to be releasing a thing for their console that is for a very small amount of people. Mm. Like that seems and then like, charging way too much. And power. then charging way too much for it. Like I know the PlayStation VR two wasn't for necessarily as small amount of people as this is, mm. but it felt quite niche. Then the changeable controller that feels quite niche. You have got the new smaller. earbuds coming. The come new in? earbuds. Yeah. Again, some people will like that, but the vast majority of people already have. Things that are doing this, so it feels very much like.
1: But hey, you all want backwards compatibility?
2: Nah. nah no. How dare Unfortunately,
1: you! Unfortunately, our R and D department are working on something really important. Yeah, mm, yeah. It's a move controller with a screen built in. Oh,
2: <laughs> sick! It's a pregnancy test. You can play Doom on. <laughs> um, I think that like there is definitely times in my life where I could feel like yeah, this would be useful. Yeah. But I also think that for things like going traveling, I would never bother bringing it with me because it's there's just not there's no point i they can't recommend use it 85 mega,
1: megabits of internet guaranteed and if yeah. you're going on a holiday there is no guarantee that you're going to get that no mm.
2: exactly you might be if you're staying in like a hotel or our airbnb and you've left your console on at home i'm sure you could probably give it a good go but there'll be a good like i don't know 12 hours before you leave like where you can't actually use it when there's devices that you can use a lot easier like your steam decks and your switches mm. so it just feels like, it's like I say, half-assed. Like, it doesn't feel like that they've gone quite far enough with it where it feels like everyone will be able to use it. It's for a niche p- amount of people, and for them, great, but they've all probably already got alternatives because they've yeah. waited this long. Yeah.
1: It's a really cool-looking device, mm. and I agree that it's, it's a shame that it's an LCD screen rather than an OLED screen, but, mm. you know, that's probably a way to keep costs down, even though this thing, I think, is way overpriced. But I could see a scenario where if it was a hun- £100, excuse me, and then maybe there was a reduction further down the line. I could see it on a little dock next to my TV. And I'm mm. like, I want to go to bed, but also I'd like to keep playing uh, Baldur's Gate 3. Mm. And then I can just pick up my little my little thing and then go upstairs and then play it. I admittedly have not tried remote play for a long time. Mm. And the amount of people, which admittedly still isn't a huge amount, but the amount of people I know who play remote play and seem to have no issues with it, leads me to believe that it's come a long way than where it was because it used to be crap. Yeah. yeah. And at that point, I basically swore off it. Like, this just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It's This is a very inferior experience and I'm not interested in having it. It's clearly got to the point where they can justify charging 200 pounds for a dedicated device, but I still, it's not it's not necessary for me. Yeah. And I don't think I need one of these. Right. Well, well, should we just let it hang for a little bit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Cool. Well, now it's time to talk about uh, the things that we have been playing in the segment that we are calling What We Play In.
1: It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about the games what well, we have been playing. Peter Austin. Yeah. What have you been playing? Well, I had hoped that
3: today I'd be able to talk about how much I've played Starfield and enjoyed it. Um, but unfortunately, I tried to install it yesterday. Turns out... so. I'm a member of Game Pass now. It's very exciting. (gasps) Welcome. Game Pass PC, specifically, because uh, I don't have a a console, Xbox console. But um, unfortunately, when you... It turns out this is a bit of a known issue, a bit of a a problem that people have experienced uh, worldwide, which is that downloading games onto your PC via the Xbox Game Pass app, whatever it's called, uh, the download speed can be really slow at times. Um, And... I checked my actual download speed on my computer and it was like, it was fine. It was fast. And I was getting like five MBUPS, MBPs, (laughs) uh, to download my my copy of Starfield. So it took like, I mean, I just left it going last night. I don't even know how long it took in the end because I just left it when I went to bed. But it took many hours to download Mm. the game last night, which is a real shame. Maybe that was partly because there might have been a lot of people trying to download Starfield all at the same time. And I guess That probably affects things in a way. So sadly, no Starfield for me on today's podcast, but I am going to play it tonight and probably all week. So next week, I'll tell you all about that. I have, though, in the meantime, been playing... I've been doing an Ashton. and I've been playing Dishonored, (gasps) um, which I have played through, I think, to completion in the past. Yeah, I have completed it in the past, but I've never played Dishonored 2. And I have a hard copy of Dishonored 2 on my shelf that I have just never even put into my console so I've been thinking, I should really do that. I, I've heard it's not as good as the first one, mm. but that you know, if you like Dishonored one, you probably still like the sequel. That's what makes it. I need to finish to say, Dishonored two. I, not- never,
2: I never got, f- I never finished it. Right?
1: Have you got to the the cool level? Yeah. I don't
3: know.
2: The
1: really clever one. I,
2: haven't, I don't think so. Okay,
1: you'll know yeah. when you get to. It. Yeah, it's right. amazing. Uh, so,
3: but I thought before I jump into Dishonored 2, I'm going to play Dishonored 1, partly to just kind of refresh my memory, but also because I really like that game. Mm. So I've been hanging out with Granny Rags. And, how you know, is she? She's, she's all right. Yeah, yeah, just muttering to herself, making bird noises. She's good. having a good time. Good. Um, so I've been enjoying that. I really like the aesthetic of, of that game. I forget mm. how much I like it and how everything is a little bit almost sort of cartoony, but not you know everyone's got sort of accentuated features um and then also i'm not gonna lie i've for two evenings this week i've just played the unholy war on my (laughs) ps1 emulator because it's its birthday in two weeks it's gonna be 25 years old wow same age as me same age as you and spyro the dragon um and toys for bob current developers of spyro were the original developers of unholy war and sadly Spyro's getting a big 25 years anniversary on social media.
1: Not looking for T-U-W. Now, that is really strange, isn't it? Yeah. Why wouldn't they celebrate such a niche such game? Such a mm. niche dead game that no one <laughs>
3: even remembers. Most of the time when you see the discourse online, someone will post like a clip of that on some like niche or PS1 game footage Twitter account or something. Mm. And almost all the comments you ever see on, on War footage or images is... Oh, I forgot what this game was called, but I enjoyed this. No one knows what it's called, because it is a <laughs> yeah. bit of a rubbish name, to be honest. It is a bit honest. of a rubbish name. Um, so that, that is what I have played twice this week, and I'll be probably streaming it in two weeks' time for its anniversary. Amazing. Um, but yeah, Dishonored is, is what I've been playing on my ps 5. And then we've got Starfield as well, so I'll be busy next week.
2: Hmm.
3: Ashley, what have you been playing?
2: I've played some more Spiritfarer. I was waiting for Starfield to come out, so I kind of haven't been like diving into something new. But I've Mm. almost finished Spiritfarer now. The game goes on way longer than I thought it was going to be. Every time I'm like, I must be near the end now, and then it keeps going. And I'm like, oh, okay, we've got to save another person. Gotcha. Um, And also I played Starfield. And I won't talk about it too much, because I know we're about to do a review corner. But I played about three and a half, four hours last night when I got home from work Um, and I'm enjoying it so far. I feel overwhelmed by the amount of stuff that's in the game. Um, I just, there's like loads, obviously like you get side quests when you're walking past people and I'll be like, go check on this guy because this random person you walk past, they mentioned it. So um, there's been like a few little bugs here and there. Like I couldn't get one of the tutorial like pop-ups to go away for ages it was just kind of hanging out the top of the screen um and at one point it told me about a guy said go talk to the guy under the tree and I was like there's not a single tree where I am (laughs) I'm very confused and then it turns out he was in a different place I had to just go find a different yeah um but I don't know why I had the mission but yeah I I'm enjoying it and I'm definitely gonna jump back into it but I do feel already like there's a lot that I'm not gonna do in terms of like Game less so about side missions and more so about in game mechanics like outpost building and ship building and so on and so forth. I already feel overwhelmed with the amount of stuff in that game. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. It runs all right on my PC. I had to turn it down to medium because any higher than that was making my graphics card scream. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I have been enjoying that so far.
3: I saw a tweet an ex post. I saw a tweet from former <laughs> colleague and nice boy Scott Telford from mm-hmm. What Culture, who said something like, this isn't spoilery, uh, something like, uh, I've looked at the trophy list for a a main story mission and said, he said something like only 18% of players or something had got this trophy so far and he said that main story mission which is, comes fairly early on unlocks like quite a big gameplay component that like really sort right. of changes things. So... Perhaps based on secondhand advice, you might want to sort of Do a bit on. of a beeline through the yeah. main quest to unlock whatever this thing is. Is
1: this why? Because I I know we shouldn't be talking much about it because I also haven't had a chance to mm-hmm. play yet. But I'm I am curious if that is really why they've been hammering home. Hey, the game doesn't start until you finish the main story. Yeah, yeah. if if there's actively gameplay mechanics locked locked behind it. Yeah.
3: he said that one was early on, but oh, yeah, okay. th- people have also said the actual end game when you completely finish the main story is also quite a big deal. It's where deal, the real so. Dark Souls yeah. begins. Okay, It's well. not
2: very, it doesn't tell you much though, to be fair. Going no. into it, the first few missions, like the only reason I knew what to do is because my Ben previously played like about half an hour of it while he was on his lunch break yesterday. So then he was like, oh, to do this, you have to do that. And I was like, I would never have figured this out. Mm-hmm. I I was like, how do I change weapon? I can't get my weapons out. And Ben's like, oh, well, you have to go into your inventory and put it on a slot and then you can do it. But it didn't tell me that. So I was very confused. Right. Um, So the initial part of the game, sometimes it tells you about things, sometimes it doesn't tell you about nothing. So, Good. Um, yeah.
1: Lots of Googling to come there. Yes. Classic Elder Scrolls yes. experience there so many people though seem to be really in in many ways because we've talked about it on this podcast before how a lot of especially the elder scrolls and to a certain extent fallout as well is that western rpgs have come a long way mm. since skyrim came out particularly mm. with the witcher it's like well you know what they used to do isn't really acceptable anymore it's got to be more in in depth than that and a bit more finely tuned and it sounds like they've made some strides but largely the gameplay is sort of unchanged. But the mm. reaction from the public online seems to be of sort of celebrating that, mm. which is quite nice to see. Um, I saw uh, like a post with thousands of likes this morning on Twitter that said that classic Bethesda loop of reaching the end of a dungeon, opening a big chest and then opening a small door that takes you back yeah. to the beginning. There's nothing like it. And it's like, yeah, I suppose there is this game which is, I mean, this isn't a groundbreaking observation because this is what everyone who's reviewed it has said, but it certainly seems that it's divisive in the sense that people who like Bethesda games are going to love it mm. and people who perhaps have been spoiled by more recent you know, mm-hmm. endeavors may not enjoy it as much, but I am really looking forward to giving it a go. Yeah. And I would have jumped into it on Tuesday night at midnight because I stayed up. I had my caffeinated beverage and I was playing Final Fantasy 16, desperately trying to finish that. Uh, and I was like nodding off in the middle of boss fights. And then it got to midnight. and I was like, yes. All right. Here we go. Went to start it? it. Yeah. Yeah. Went to start it. A little message popped up and said, oh, we know you're really keen to play your new game, mm-hmm. but we're, we're not quite ready yet. And I was like, what? And I googled it. 1 a.m. Why?
3: Weird. Because that's Why not midnight wanna... for anyone. No. Except maybe Iceland or something.
1: Is it because it's BST at the moment? I'm not entirely yeah, sure. Does that be. even make sense? I was Don't not know. cross, but I did feel very sad because I was like, I'm I'm so tired.
3: In fact, it can't even be that it's BST because we're we're forward in time in BST. Yeah, would it, it so should have been 11pm on yeah. Tuesday.
1: Either way, though, uh, that was my opportunity to play it and I have not had a chance to play it since. Um, going back to that question we had last week about too many games to play i am well and truly in that situation now where i need to finish finish final fantasy 16 mm. i've just got boulders gate 3 and starfield and i i do not have the time so by next week's podcast i will have played some but i'm not going to be able to touch it until sunday i don't think so
3: mm. also i was wrong what i just said it could actually that would make sense oh would it be, yeah because it it's like it's like we're on the continent so gmt right. midnight is 1am east uh, western europe so yeah that okay. could be why it happened. They just set it to midnight at GMT and didn't think about the fact that...
2: We're in It was really
3: annoying. Unless you're in South Africa, no one's on GMT at the moment.
1: I was not really... Mentally in a place to even start it because mm. I would have I played it for about twenty minutes. Beginning,
2: starting a game at midnight, no, I no, will go to work the next day. Well,
1: the thing is, it felt quite poetic because I did it for Fallout Four because I was really right. excited for that and I pre-ordered that digitally through the PS Four and I was watching it count down until it unlocks and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay up and play it and I played it until like three a.m. just building bases and I had mm. a great time and then I had to go to work and mm. I was knackered and I thought, I can. St- I'm 31. I can still do that. <laughs> I couldn't. I could barely make it to midnight. <laughs> <laughs> well, like no. No no, no 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 but we're no. not going to tell you yet and no. to be fair they probably did tell people but i i just woe is me woe is me shame on me for assuming that it was midnight like yeah, you know silly. every other game yeah what an idiot uh so none of that but i have been desperately trying to finish final fantasy 16 i think i'm right at the final boss now but i have also been doing all the optional hunts and i I have got side quest fatigue in that game big time. Well, oh, good
2: no. news. You're going to get side yeah, quest fatigue like... in Starfield too. Well,
1: prob- yes, probably. However, I started off by doing all the side quests as and when they popped up because, mm. you know, after every main mission, a few more appear. Uh, and I would like listen to what everyone was saying. And I was like, okay. And then. I I took a step down from that to I'm going to read the subtitles and as soon as I've finished reading your line, I'm going to skip your dialogue so I can get through this as fast as possible to then it taking me far too long to realize that every single side quest is conversation, 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 go over here, kill this thing, come back, more conversation, Mm -hmm. quest completed. And that's every single side quest. Uh, And so now I've reached the point where I am just pressing the pause button and skipping the entire conversation so I've got no context I'm just going to places and killing things which is a shame because it seems like the final side quests are all they're meant to be sort of closing the you know to coming full circle on certain side characters and their arcs and things I'm like I just I'm done like I've, I've completely mentally checked out mm. the side quests well, in this game um, which is a shame but uh, I am still enjoying it, despite that, and hopefully I will be done with it very soon. Uh, I am well and truly ready for it to be over now. I feel like I've been playing it forever. So uh, Diablo 4 is another one I played a tiny bit of. I can't remember if I said last week that I have now seen the credits in that game. So I have finished the main story and uh, with everything else, all the other games, it's unlikely that I'll be going back to it anytime soon. But I may dip in every now and then. And that's what I've been playing.
2: Mm. Now it's time to head over to that spacey corner over there and talk about Starfield in Review Corner. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Review Corner, where me and James Jenkins, what? we're going to talk about a little unknown game, Starfield. Oh, boy. We've both figured out that we're at a relatively similar points, yeah. but I feel like you have, may have played a few more hours than I have.
4: I've I've done a lot more, like, uh, messing around and exploring and stuff, yeah. I guess, but, but yeah, we've essentially, like, I, I did land on, like a couple of extra planets mm-hmm. but apart from that yeah it sounds like we've had sort of similar experience yeah. yeah how are you how are you finding it overall
2: uh i am enjoying it i have i feel a bit overwhelmed which i did say uh, during this the podcast oh, um same. with the amount of stuff that there is mm-hmm. but from what i have played and like the actual side quests and bits and pieces that i've done so far mm-hmm. i have really enjoyed it mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's not a full review. We've only played like yeah. what you played for maybe like seven eight uh, hours.
4: <laughs> Probably, yeah, about eight hours.
2: And yeah. I played about four hours. So, yeah. this isn't like a full review, but this is like our initial impressions. That's it. You're um, barely scratching the surface. Barely part. scratching Just the surface. So exactly. Stuff, yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, I, I've been enjoying it, nice. but I do feel like there is a lot to do.
4: Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to sort of give a full thing of like how everything fits together. But again, from what I've seen so far, it sort of introduced quite a few things and there's still things I haven't like delved into yet. Mm-hmm. It feels like it all sort of slots in. I mean, my big thing, first of all, like if you're not aware, it's, it, you know, first new IP from Bethesda, it's that typical Bethesda, it's, RP, it's that RPG that, you mm-hmm. know, you'd know and possibly love from Skyrim <laughs> and Fallout, but it's in space, mm-hmm. um, NASA punk style. But my two things were, uh, first of all, like, is it a good game? I mean just the short option yeah i think very good Mm -hmm. maybe not like you know absolutely gonna blow everyone's minds no matter who you are and what you think but very good for me so far is it a good bethesda game because that's a whole like different kind of thing really yeah i think yeah mostly but there's a few missed opportunities and i'm like oh you think very very sort of minor nitpicks and we'll we'll get to that in a minute but let's Mm. let's talk about like the, the good stuff. Yeah. Um. Can can I ramble? You okay? go for it. I've I'll stop you if you ramble notes. too much. Cool. Um. First of all, as yeah, you know, as you said, it's uh, there's so much to do. We barely scratched the surface. Like, that you know, you've got like all your main faction quests and side missions and like radiant quest. I suppose is what they're meant to be with these mission boards. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, research these things uh chase down ships and, and stuff like yeah that. there is one mission board that's yeah.
2: like a, the trade authority where it's literally just you've yeah. got something on your ship drive to planet you've done it thank you so much yeah you've done that. which is enough. kind of a bit random and like mm. almost not enough but yeah. yeah
4: it sounds it sounds rubbish when taken in isolation but i i have always sort of viewed that with all of these uh Bethesda games as like these are not the main attractions that's the sort of yeah out, you can do it if you want things. yeah, so yeah. Which is cool, um, yeah. Uh, just so many like gameplay mechanics in there. So you've got you know you ship combat and your ground combat. Uh, actual sort of gunplay feels really good. Mm-hmm. Like n- you know not core Duty levels, but I was very surprised with that. Having you know suffered through Fallout and <laughs> it's not the strong suit for Fallout. Although mm-hmm. Fallout was pretty good. Um, yeah, very impressed there. You know you've got ship building. You've got uh a lot of exploration if you just want to land out on like random planets scan stuff etc etc a lot of dialogue options but yeah um i think for me as well it this was going to be a tricky one because there was a lot of talk about um empty planets and loading screens and oh you can't run all the way around a planet first of all why 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 would you t- why would <laughs> you crazy. Would yeah um but for me i think with the whole exploration theme which is what they were sort of going for it's kind of nailed that so far like I uh, like I said, I've landed on like just a couple of planets. So um, from what I've seen, that that's outside of like the main quest, it it feels like there's always something to do. So like, yeah, I, I I take it their sort of system is it generates like this quite big area, and then like a few sort of uh, notable points, and that may seem a bit like I oh, just randomly generated. That's a bit rubbish, but all of them fit in so well from what I've seen, mm-hmm. and it just feels like any other sort of fantasy game, like. I landed on two different spots on the same planet just to see how it sort of does it. It was like uh, iciest sort of, uh, you know, polar ice cap bit. There was, you know, one was like an old mech graveyard and it was like, okay, sort of generic-ish bad guys, but then, you know, a little, the classic Bethesda note and then there's more to explore and then you find like a spooky Mm -hmm. cave, um, very atmospheric. And then in the other spot, there was like a robot-only facility and like, you know, and another sort of uh, cave that looked like quite different. And, yeah, again, a big facility on, on this other sort of moon area uh, that I found. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot there.
2: There is a lot. Yeah. I mean, even in, like, the popular pop, popularized... Where people are, um, yeah. wherever you are in those big populated, cities, those, populated. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, you're just walking past people, and they'll give you quests, very oh, Skyrim-esque so yeah, of like, yeah. "Hey, did you know that this bartender's having problems? Other guy I'm talking to." And I'm like, "Well, yeah. I guess gotta go figure that out." And obviously, it all adds <laughs> to your quest log. Um and yeah I think that's a really fun aspect. I think that my issue with that is that you can't sort by planet, which I would like very that's much in lot my mission log. Would be nice. yeah, um yeah. I also I don't really love flying the spaceship. Um mm. I'm fine with fast yeah. traveling in my spaceship, yeah. but I find I've been finding the kind of like flying a little bit jarring. I also mm. feel like it doesn't tell you really much how to play the game. Um, it's like, very vague yeah things. when you kick yeah. up like be, be kind of at the beginning you get into a little bit of a, a shooting match with some pirates yeah. and I didn't know how to change weapon because mm-hmm. I knew I'd picked up a gun but I was still holding my like mining laser and the only reason I figured it out is because my boyfriend had played ahead of me and he was like press this button then this button um, <laughs> but there was a kind of a lot of aspects of the like inventory system and other bits of the game where I'm kind of feeling like I'm not not that I want to be babied through it, but I'd like to be explained to yeah, a little bit more, a
4: little bit clearer. And I think, um, so there is, I i know there's like a thing that's like, um, you know, on the pause option is help. I mean, that is literally just, you know, if you want to read through the glossary, but mm-hmm. I know what I mean. Like, I felt the same thing, it felt like it teaches you, uh, some of these things very briefly and then doesn't mention it again, yeah, um, very easy to miss, but yeah, like on. On that instance, like, it, I I feel that's one of my biggest like nitpicks with this. It's Even at the start, it's so menu-heavy. There's a lot of menu navigation.
2: Yeah, it's quite a lot. And,
4: yeah, I feel like it could have been streamlined in some way mm-hmm. or another. And I think that that does, you know, again, you know, mods have already apparently fixed it for PC for the inventory, mm-hmm. which um, isn't great. Again, they have to do the same Skyrim. I think Fallout as well. But, hey, um, the issue for me with that is that space travel, like you said, like I, I also don't mind the fact that it's loading screens and stuff. But I think there's a, there's a nice middle ground there because my big problem is like I'm, I'm sat right in front of this big planet. I can't scan the planet unless I go into my menu again, my mm-hmm. map system, and then press a the button. Unless there's a way I've, I've not found of doing it. But um, yeah, that's that's a weird one. And then. It feels like because I've played a little bit of like Elite Dangerous and yeah a little bit of No Man's Sky, not expecting it to be like seamless, but and sort of nice middle ground where maybe the map comes up as an overlay rather than it feeling like you're going into the menu.
2: I also so have a problem with a the map, okay. yeah. um, in that yeah. when you're on a planet and you're like searching for missions you can't see the area of the planet on your map. Like mm. it doesn't kind of come up, especially in the in the cities. I would just kind of like an idea of like where I am. map. Yeah, no, it doesn't have a, city map. No, doesn't have a yeah. city map. You can like zoom in and it Great. says like, show like a uh, planet surface, yeah. but that just shows you like the kind of the, mm. the biome. It doesn't really give you an idea, which is my, like, those are my only problems really, Yeah, is that it feels, the menu feels convoluted. Mm the map's are very clear and I don't really like flying yeah. but for the most part like I have enjoyed what I've played and talking to people was interesting I picked I'm a space scoundrel so I've got bare persuasion
4: I went for the exact same thing. oh my Amazing. god everyone everyone
2: I've spoken to has gone for space scoundrel god, and I damn. really it like that you can nice. yeah,
4: sorry. pick
2: traits and stuff uh, <laughs> before you get going I was too worried about picking a faction before I went into it because I was worried that like I would pick one that I didn't like yeah, Um. Yeah. so I have parents I also nice. have um, yeah. a fan that currently lives on my spaceship, oh, no, not
4: the adoring fan. yeah, Amazing. and he
2: lives on my spaceship and he says, says nice things about me whenever I walk past. <laughs> um, and I that think I so also right. picked Empath so I can talk to people uh, in a different way, and I think oh, that oh, that's goodness. really a nice element of like how mm. you can tailor it to yourself. I know mean, that's a, like yeah. typical RPG stuff, but oh
4: no, no, but it's, it's, it's a good point, especially given like I think the trajectory of Bethesda games over the years have been like people have complained about it being like less rpg elements in there you know mm. skyrim done things down from oblivion fallout 4 did the same for free in new vegas this is really cool it? it's a great sort of return to like that old school sort of rpg feel i love that character creator in terms of like um the options it gave you mm-hmm. and i almost went with chef i've honestly i've got like four sort of a playthrough character builds <laughs> is written down yeah. in my notes because I'm a massive nerd. And one <laughs> of them is like uh, some space chef. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I, I like the fact that you've got a lot of different options there. And apparently, those will all, um, I mean, I've had that sort of very briefly mm-hmm. um, sort of dialogue options uh, pop up based on your background and yeah. you your skills and stuff. Um, obviously, persuasion is a different thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm big fan of that. Uh, I am coming off the back of like uh, Baldur's Gate 3 I mean I'm not even close to fishing that yet Mm -hmm. so it's maybe some unfair comparisons in my own head with that in that uh, that has so much like variety and it's obviously contained a lot more and a lot denser but yeah if you're not going to get quite the same amount of options with dialogue as you would. No. Yeah. But it is especially for this sort of Bethesda style very impressive I I really like that I like the skills there's a lot of different um you know options for uh oh yeah yeah so it's a blend of like you know the fallout perks and then you learn by doing as well mm-hmm.
2: kind of like
4: elder mm-hmm. and stuff. um so that's really cool Um uh, i really wanted to try out like i forget what they're called but they basically operate like you know fear or calm from like elder scrolls where it's like you can scare off an enemy yes. I have no idea how that's gonna work no but i'm very intrigued by that yeah um yeah and in terms of like other things, I sort of written down it. I know we shouldn't sort of ramble too far, but, <laughs> but like you know, the sounds, music, all of that, really cool. Yeah. The actual like dialogue and like voice acting, I'm really impressed by. Yeah, it's so it's so nice to like realize that the entire universe is not populated by just six voice actors
2: that's yes so yeah but it is populated almost entirely by human people
4: that's true um but
2: that's hey that's one thing we've we've <laughs> taken over the, the entire universe that's yeah. fine
4: yeah, whatever it's what we do yeah but in
2: general <laughs> starfield it, it's good it's lived up to his expectations in the sense of i think that like people had to temper their expectations because realistically it is still a bethesda game yeah um but I do think that if you enjoy a Bethesda game and you like an RPG and you like space, mm. then Starfield is is brilliant, and I think people are going to get a lot of fun from it.
4: That's right. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much the same. It's like a lot of um, nitpicking or uh, complaints about the game that we've seen online. That um, yeah, you know, people are making it into a big deal. I say, like, oh, I can't walk across a planet. Things are separated by loading screens. Those are. Uh, annoyances to some degree, de- mm-hmm. depending on you know what you're expecting and whatnot. But this is more of like, this is your Bethesda game in space. It's not like a space space like sit. Yeah. It's um, yeah yeah and and how they've done that is overall pretty damn good. I mean I I can't wait to see you know what mods do because of course Bethesda game mods are gonna push it. They're already
2: of. happening now. It, exactly.
4: I love the fact that they fixed the um, the inventory and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, overall, it's definitely worth, I mean, if you've got Game Pass already, so say obviously it's on Xbox PC, but on Game Pass, like, you already got it, it's absolutely worth just a few hours Mm -hmm. to see if it's the right thing for you, but if you like Bethesda games, it is massive, there's a lot to do. You'll probably like it, I think. Yes, I think so so too.
2: Well, there we have it. There was our Starfield review corner. I'm sure there will be lots more discussion about Starfield in the next few weeks from all of us on what we're playing. But for now, we'll send you back to the rest of the podcast. Bye-bye. Time for question two now, which comes from Hannah O'Neill. Hi, Bap. With rumours going around that GTA 6 having a release price of $150, that's assuming that's just standard edition and not a deluxe or collector's edition, how much is too much when it comes to what we as gamers are realistically expecting to pay for one title? Loved SMTJ on Saturday. Love you, Hannah. Love you, Thanks, Hannah. Thanks,
3: Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. Uh, if GTA 6 costs $150, I will not be buying it. I will not. I, I refuse to support... That as a business model, Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't care what I I would feel, even I would even feel the same if flipping Spyro 4 came out and they were going to charge me $150. I would value it at $150 specifically because I'm a huge fan of the series and I would be tempted to get it in that sense. It would be worth that much to me, but I would be that pissed off that a publisher thinks that they can charge that much for a game that I would like to think i would boycott even that game but certainly gta um it, it is just complete it's all just rumor at the moment and maybe someone's got the wrong end of the stick and they've like heard about some deluxe edition mm. and maybe that's got 150 150 price point and they've got their wires crossed but uh until we hear more it's difficult to say but if this game costs that much. And I appreciate it's clearly got a massive budget. In fact, haven't they said it's got the biggest budget like two, of all time? Like $2, two billion, billion p- Yeah. Something. So, of course, they have to make their money back. But let's face it, they didn't struggle to make their money back with the previous game and with GTA Online. So they could charge a perfectly normal price or even just something a little bit higher, um, but $150. If they've basically doubled the price of, of the game uh, compared to what you would expect from any other release of that size... Uh, I will be very cross. That's mm. basically all I have to say on the matter. That I will not be paying that much.
2: What is the maximum you think like you'd pay for a standard edition? In my mind, I kind of rationalize it of like, if it's more than a weekly shop, mm. I can't justify buying That's it. That's the
3: thing. It's the justification of it as well. It's like even if it is kind of worth that much to you as an experience, it's like yeah, but what else could I spend a hundred and fifty
1: dollars
2: yeah. on or
3: whatever, however many pounds that is, a hundred and. Thirty
2: quid or something. Yeah,
1: that practically gets you seventeen inches of venom, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it
2: does. all seventeen. Experience gets you 17 all inches seventeen of inches as well, mm. almost, almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, i I would resent paying more than I think oh, I'm already paying for. Yeah, for standard a, editions. At my limit, almost. Yeah, like a seventy pound game. In my mind, I I have to rationalize that as like right. How much am I actually going to get out of this game? Like maybe for the for Spider Man. I will pay £70 for it because yeah. I know that two people will play it and get a good, you know, 30 hours out of it. However, I would be I would be unwilling to pay more than that. If Spider-Man comes out and they're like, yes, £100 for this game, I wouldn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Categorically would not. I'd wait for it to come up down in the sales or something because I, in my mind, I'm like, if you can't justify... If you're charging me 150 pounds because you spent too much money on your game, mm-hmm. that's not my fault. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not going to pay off your bills. If you're paying, if you're spending two billion dollars on a game, and then you're charging me 150 pounds, you got me messed up. I'm not, I'm not paying your bills. You need to, you need to budget better. That's what they always say to us. Don't get those avocado. Don't pay for Netflix, and then you can <laughs> buy a house. How about? Don't spend $2 billion or something and then you can sell your game for a normal amount of money. Um, I think people would buy it for £150, pounds, but that's because people are cheap and uh, they'll buy it because it's got GTA in the front of it. Hmm. But I will resent them for the rest of my life and theirs um, if they paid £150, po- 150 pounds for Round 7. Standard edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if I'm not even going to get a cool watch, well, I'm not going to pay £150 pounds for it. You're crazy. And I think even for pre-order, if they were like, "Yes, hundred pounds and you get like a week early," no thanks. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying another thirty quid for a week. You're mm-hmm. crazy. Um, hundred pounds too much. Categorically too much. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. Barring the fact that if they did charge 150, dollars they would immediately price out the majority of their player base. Yeah. Because there would it wouldn't even be a case of not paying that in you know as a matter of principle it would be a case of that being completely unaffordable yeah, to most people that's right mm-hmm. um,
2: especially in a cozy lives especially
1: mm. in a cozy lives the mm-hmm. fact remains that this rumoured price is pure conjecture yeah mm-hmm. there is no source for this this is precisely what we were talking about the other week with these these rumours and how how someone just makes up some bollocks and then <laughs> loads of websites run with it uh, and the only the respectable websites will say, okay, we're reporting on this because it's trending all over the internet. But just so you know, this is bollocks. Yeah. Like there is there is no verifiable uh, truth to this whatsoever. This is one of those. And it came from the fact that it, the, the cost of development was rumored to be $2 billion. Mm. And people were saying, oh, well, you know, how could they... How could they make their money back? And probably someone on a podcast said, I don't know, they could charge like $150. Yeah. And then people went, what? They're charging $150? Mm-hmm. And it's a game of the you know the telephone game. And eventually everyone believes that it's going to be $150. There is zero proof for this. Mm-hmm. There is absolutely no proof. Uh, so you're going to want to, as uh, Dextero have said, um, take this with a huge pinch of sh- salt. I don't know why I struggled to a say that. A so handful of hard. salt. Yeah, basically a bucket load of salt. Mm. Uh, this is another one of those stories that has no basis.
2: But and saying that, I do think it does bring up a good discussion about the price of games. Mm-hmm. And if Absolutely. this did happen, what precedent it would set for the rest of the games you're industry. Right, Ashton, it like, would
1: be so damaging.
3: If someone asks the question, how much is too much? I, I was kind of thinking, well, sort of 70 pounds, really. Mm-hmm. Like, I was trying, trying to think, like how much further would I go? And I was like... Would I go any further? I mean, I would for a few special yeah. special things, perhaps, but it's already kind of kind of where I really because draw the when line. When the
2: prices started going up to like £70, we all talked about the fact that this was quite expensive mm. and it was like, do is £70 a justifiable amount of money? And then with inflation in, you know, everyone's mind, it's just going to keep going up. And it's, the thing is, people are going to keep buying the games. And if you buy a game for £150, mm. because you're like, oh, well, not everyone will. Everyone who thinks that like that's going to buy the game, and then suddenly all games are £150. I
3: mean, there'll yeah. come like a time when we're all paying 100 quid because that's just because of inflation. Like mm. in, in some year's time, that's how much £100 will be worth. It'll be the equivalent of £70 today. But it's whether there's an, just a massive artificial spike like this. That's the
1: someone. Someone's going to try it. And I hope it's soundly defeated and I also hope that it's a game that isn't as significant as GTA 6 because that would just be... I mean, it would be greed on an unprecedented scale for Mm -hmm. a start Mm -hmm. and also basically them throwing their weight around like, yeah, we know we are going to be the biggest game in the world once we release it, so we can charge $150. And I personally resent that. I do also believe, as I said, that the vast majority of their existing player base will not buy it because they can't and that's just the fact a lot of people can't even you know afford the 70 pounds that we're yeah. paying currently it's it's just too much so unless it's it goes on some sort of subscription pass system or there's like a tiered release where you can have a free to play version depending on how far they lean into the online stuff which we still don't know how integrated that's going to be mm-hmm. I, d- I don't think there's any truth to, to the $150 and if there is it's a huge As mistake. a standard
2: edition. At As least.
1: a standard yeah. edition it's a huge mistake. Imagine if it was
3: $150 for standard edition GTA 6 and GTA Online is separate. Mm-hmm. So that it's $150 just for single
1: and then player. 50 quid for well, That's yeah. even worse value because most yeah. people play it just for gta online exactly, and all yeah. i would be interested in is the single player mm-hmm. i would want to try that and that and that's it um so yeah bonkers but also this rumor is nonsense so yeah. please ignore it hopefully until we hear more information
2: imagine yeah. if it's not imagine if it's not nonsense and they come out being like oh yeah well you got us it's gonna be 150 quid
1: well th- i mean this rumor might be giving them ideas that's the thing because yeah. it's basically free market research because some clowns said what if it's 150 dollars?" and then and it's spiraled saying, out oh, from we were, there. That. yeah yeah <laughs>
2: Be yeah. worth it, worth every penny.
1: Madness, madness. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that. But it's mm. time now. Something a bit strange. Something a bit weird.
2: And it's also hot and happening right now. <sighs> it's time for weird news. Oh. Hot
3: and happening.
1: Weird news.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side.
1: It's weird news time, time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you'd like to submit some weird video game news to us, you can do so on the relevant social media channel on a Tuesday. However, if you'd like to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer just like... G.Y. Goliath
2: Nicole Hansen,
1: Duncan Wilson Katie garrido or Jared Eric Sioux Peer Shack 99 Melody Elbonette. Nexus Polaris Gabrielle Philippink Blake Thomas
2: Mike Key and
1: Janet Wicks <laughs> <laughs> Thank you podcast producers <laughs>
2: Thank you podcast Thank producers Thank you podcast producers A
3: couple of new ones there I think
1: mm-hmm. um, Got weird news for us Pete
3: I've got weird news here It was submitted by uh, Gex at SnowyboyYanny04 on Twitter and also David Lever on Facebook I didn't actually clock whether David Lever is a top fan. I
2: think David Lever might be a top fan. Probably
3: is a top fan, but... um, He's one of our top fans. Mm. Yeah. We're a fan of David Lever. So I've got the Kotaku write-up here. Starfield literally saved a couple from death. Whoa. (gasps) A deadly apartment fire was escaped after one Redditor stayed up all night playing Bethesda's space game, says John Walker of Kotaku. Basically heard the entire story now, but I'll give you (laughs) a short article. We all know that playing video games makes you cooler, stronger, and more attractive. But for Reddit user TidyCkiller, I think that's how you say it, it made him and his wife remain far more alive. Staying up late to binge Starfield is the reason credited for how the couple escaped a deadly fire in their apartment. Starfield literally, this is a quote, Starfield literally saved mine and my family's life on September 1st. The post begins... After explaining for how long he'd been anticipating playing, the not dead person continued. <laughs> On the night of August thirty first, I decided to stay up and play as long as possible to experience this new universe. At two twenty six in the morning, while playing the game, I heard an explosion from my downstairs neighbor's apartment. Uh, it seems it was no small explosion, and the resulting fire was in an awful rush. Says Kotaku, I paused my game to see what was, to see what was happen. When I opened the door, I saw flames rising up our stairwell to our apartment. I immediately got my wife and cat rushing us to safety with only minor burns. If I hadn't been up binging Starfield, I would have been asleep and we would have all died to smoke inhalation.
2: Wow. Do you not have smoke alarms? He should have smoke alarms in his house. It might
1: have been too late. Mm -hmm. I mean, they would have woken
3: up. But but if he says smoke inhalation, well,
2: that's true, but...
3: Yeah maybe he means they would have woken us up but then the fire would have been in the stairwell already. It mm. would have been bad because yeah. he said it when he saw it it was already rushing up the stairwell That's so true. he had to get out. So the post is accompanied by a photograph of the raging fire. Thankfully viewed from the other side of the street from the apartment, not, not looking down into the stairwell.
2: <laughs> A selfie of the yeah. fire. I've
3: got to stream this. And frankly, <laughs> it looks terrifying. The Redditor also posted some sad fo- pictures of the aftermath of the fire in response to the inevitable conspiracists claiming the story was made up. This news report, hyperlinked, suggests tragically... Oh. Their
2: downstairs neighbour didn't make it. One
3: neighbour was killed, oh, while well, three other three others were rescued by firefighters. With the cause of the fire under investigation, it's further proof that staying up too late playing games is very good for you.
1: It's mm. mm. well, true, yeah. Uh, unless it's you know a mid, uh, one a.m. unlock in that point. Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah, sorry. about this. This very bad. important. Last last okay. bit.
3: I want to thank this game from saving my family and me from a horrible fate. Says Tidy Sea Killer. Before concluding,
1: praise God, Howard. Oh my goodness. Okay.
2: Somebody died. Yeah. Goodness.
1: This man wants a replacement Xbox, is what yeah, it sounds he's like. Please,
2: please, my Xbox caught fire.
1: Yeah. Goodness gracious. Wow.
2: Well, I have some news where no one died. Uh, sent in by Nexus Polaris on Twitter on rectifygames.com. I don't know who it's by. Oh, Tyler Nineberg. Cool name. Winner of Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Xbox Series S, and controllers traded it all to GameStop.
1: Boo. Oh, wow.
2: Boo. Um. In 2022, when Sonic the Hedgehog 2 came to theaters, Microsoft partnered up with Paramount Pictures to give away a one of a kind Xbox Series S. Though, though, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute, mm. there's a bit drum about that as well. Yeah, okay. yeah, there is. Um, in June, Twitter user at Mucknick01 shared the winner of the sweepstakes traded the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 Xbox Series S and the two fairy controllers representing Sonic and Knuckles sorry, to say, say local game store. The, the, sorry, um, the Xbox Series S and the two furry controllers oh, representing furry control. okay, yeah. Sonic and Knuckles to a local GameStop. Yes,
1: we did. We covered this at the time, didn't we? On we the did, yeah. yeah. The fluffy controllers. Yeah.
2: Not only did he trade in these extremely rare items to GameStop, but he also ripped the fur off the controllers because he said it was uncomfortable. <gasps>
1: oh
3: my God. Why trade it, That's it in? That's the point. Yeah. Like, it's a
1: joke, isn't it? You
3: get. Everyone knows that trade-ins are poor value, mm. and it, this... Allegedly one-of-a-kind thing. If he'd sold it online, That's imagine what people were saying. some of the Sonic fans who would have paid huge money for this. What a yeah. waste.
2: Um so images of what the controls look like now have not been shared, but someone might want to tell this person they miss out on a fortune. Um and then, so this guy tweeted that someone had traded it in because the the winner traded it in. And then someone else replied with a picture of their Sonic Xbox saying. Is this the part where I say I never sold it and don't plan to? Guess they made multiple of these things and had multiple winners. Um, so yeah, it turns out that they in fact made multiple consoles. They were not one of a kind at all. Oh. So there is at least two. One of which is owned by Tony. Can uh, I see it? Yeah, oh, there's yeah. him with his there's him with his uh, console, oh, yeah. and the other one which is currently in a GameStop. So with
3: the torn controllers. With torn controllers. That's insane.
2: Yeah. But the guy who um, has the the controllers that have not been ripped apart, mm-hmm. he said that he hasn't ripped the fur off, but they are very uncomfortable to hold.
1: Yeah, I mean, As I'm not one, for playing. I was going mean, to say I would okay. never no. play those if they came in a box. I'd probably leave if them. If you even in the have a
2: little a little tiny bit of sticky on your hands, mm. the, that, those furs will be sticky forever. Yeah, yeah. God, imagine
3: Warful. the the Cheeto dust mm. getting on there. Put them through the wash. Yeah, yeah. To get, <laughs> just to clank. To get clank. the cat
2: brush out and make it nice and furry. Mm. Goodness gracious. Yeah.
1: What an idiot. <laughs> selling it. Yeah, really silly.
2: Maybe Not it Not even like selling it, mom.
1: trading it in.
2: Mm. Yeah, how much do you reckon he got for it? Like 50 quid?
3: They've um, said, oh, well, the fur's damaged, so... Well, mm. what's
1: this design you put on it? That's going to be yeah. worth less now. Yeah. Really no one's going to want this, so... Moron. What a loser. Uh, <laughs> this news comes from Beck at Flaming Beck on Twitter. This is from CNN Business. Wow hang on why cup noodles is going gamer friendly this is actually a weird headline that it makes the story sound like it's going in a completely different way yeah. it's actually just talking about some strange cup noodles that are coming out right? right uh this is by jesse young and yunko agura maybe they argued about what headline they. Should i have think cup noodles are honest.
2: objectively already g- gamer friendly
1: well get ready okay because it they're get, gonna
2: get even more game it friendly. gets wow. worse okay
1: uh, for dedicated gamers across Asia, late night sessions often mean chugging cans of Red Bull or snacking on fast food to stay awake. Fast food makes me fall asleep.
2: I don't think this person's ever played a video game at night.
1: It's CNN business, they know video games. <laughs> but what about the greasy fingerprints left on keyboards or the danger of keeping drinks near gaming equipment? Oh no. Tables don't exist. <laughs> Noodle maker Nissin says it has the answer. Caffeinated cup noodles.
2: Sounds what? Di- Disgusting.
1: The gaming population in Japan is growing year by year, especially among young people, and the number is said to have surpassed 50 million, the company said in a Monday news release. To meet this demand, Nissin Foods is launching a new gamer-friendly product for the first time in its history from its flagship brands Cup Noodles and Nissin Curry Meshi. The caffeinated noodles will come in two flavors: garlic and, and monster. No, and Mon- black <laughs> and black pepper yakisoba, which contains uh. shrimp, pork, egg, and cabbage, and curry, which can use uh, which uses a base of pork and vegetables. Both products are sauce based and soup free. It says so. There is no need to worry about getting your hands or peripherals dirty.
2: I do like my noodles not soupy so making
1: them the perfect meal in between game playing sessions the release said it added that the noodles were the strongest buff meshy combining the words buff meaning or that's probably pronounced differently meaning an increase in one's attack defense recovery or movement speed in the game no buff and meshy meaning meal very clever The noodles will be be released in Japan starting September the 18th with the garlic and black pepper flavor priced at uh, around $1.90 and the curry flavor sold at $2.
2: But how is the caffeine in it? Is it going to tell me? It's in the
1: ingredients. It's just caffeinated, yeah. Uh, The news was met with enthusiasm. Go away, CNN. Go away. Uh, Was met with enthusiasm from some Japanese users on social media. The most powerful buff meal for gamers, containing the ingredients of an energy drink, one wrote on X, previously known <laughs> as not, Twitter. Sounds it's just so No liquid in it, so no need to worry about an unexpected accident. I have to try this. And then it continues to go on about what video games are uh, for the uh-huh. rest of the article, just in case you were unfamiliar. Even if
3: you can't taste that it's caffeinated, if it just sort of tastes like some noodles mm. just the thought of it kind of makes me feel unwell like energy I can, soup i can feel the headache that it gives me by yeah. eating it well
2: as someone who gets a tummy ache when they drink energy drinks and a tummy ache when they eat instant noodles and <laughs> that feels like a aches. bad spell for me <laughs> like maybe. half a cow yeah Exactly. Mm, God. My dessert tummy also has a tummy
1: ache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have sent it uh, to my family member who lives in Japan and said, can you try and get some of these, please? Yeah. And they said, absolutely not, but I'll look. <laughs> uh, so yeah, maybe if we can get some, we'll try them oh, and, yeah. and maybe just die on camera. That'd Yeah.
2: Be yeah. Fun, well, maybe about like half an hour later. Yeah. yeah. And if and we, we could... eat it in the beginning of the podcast, then we might we feel like do that crap halfway through. in
1: main menu. We could make our own caffeinated instant noodles. Just we noodles could have a coffee, coffee. one. We could oh, have a monster, monster one. We could have a God. Red Bull one. All the different
2: well, flavors. Well, I hope you guys have fun eating that because I will not be able to. <sighs> Coward.
3: There would be a really easy recipe as well because it's just a packet of instant noodles <laughs> and a can of monster. And we just, you could you just crush up, up the, a Pro Plus and mix it
2: in with the
1: pot. Oh, no. <laughs> you
2: just heat up the monster, cook the noodles in the monster and then add the seasoning to that, I think. Delicious. Yeah. Oh. Is
1: there a way? You see these videos online, don't you, where, where it's like, I've got a... I've got a McDonald's and a Coke. Can you make this a can you make this into like a gourmet, a gourmet meal? and yeah. they like reduce the Coke yeah. to make it a sort of sauce and yeah. it's like you could probably do that with Monster. We don't know how, no. but we could try. Yeah. Maybe we will. Uh it's time everybody for the big discussion. Yes it hmm. is. It's big discussion time, time for the big video game discussion that this week comes courtesy of Sputnik, and Sputnik says, US-based TV and film actors have been on a well-publicized strike since the 13th of July, and its impact is starting to have an effect on Hollywood. It is now being reported that US-based video game voice actors are looking to join this strike action, wanting an 11% increase in pay rates. The last time video game voice actors went on strike back in 2016, it lasted 11 months. What are your thoughts on this potential development and its impact on the currently booming video game industry? Thank you, Sputnik. Thank you,
2: Sputnik. Sputnik. Got a write-up
1: here Mm. from Stephen Totillo at Axios.
2: SAG-AFTRA,
1: the union that has a contract uh, with leading uh, gaming companies for actors who do voice or performance acting for video games, called for a strike Friday, citing lack of progress in renegotiating a contract that expired last November. The union said Friday that its board has unanimously agreed to ask its members to vote for a strike by September the 25th. So it's not actually, it's not actually definitely happening just mm. yet. The union is calling for a retroactive 11% wage increase, onset medics for hazardous performance capture, and protection sorry against the use of generative AI to replace working actors. While actors who contribute to video games seldom appear as themselves on camera in a game, they regularly lend, lend their... Oh my goodness, excuse me. They regularly lend their voices to game characters. Many also have their facial and body movements captured to animate the roles they portray. Actors have been sounding alarms about the potential for generative AI to clone their voices and speak lines for them without them getting paid.
2: Do we have to remind everyone that Troy Baker literally said it was all right?
1: Yeah, yeah he did do that, yeah. Yeah. Once again, we are facing employer greed and disrespect, SAG-AFTRA president Fran Drescher said in a statement announcing the strike vote. Once again, artificial intelligence is putting our members in jeopardy of reducing their opportunity to work. We all want a fair contract that reflects the important contributions of SAG-AFTRA-represented performers in an industry that delivers world-class entertainment to billions of players around the world, Audrey calling a rep for the games industry and producers negotiating the agreement, told Axios. We are negotiating in good faith and hope to reach a mutually beneficial deal as soon as possible. The two game companies w- who are negotiating with the actors include Activision, EA... It says... Oh, no, not it's two, sorry. Their game. The game companies who are negotiating with the actors include uh, Activision, EA, Disney, Take-Two Interactive, Warner Brother Games, and Insomniac. And then it goes on to say that the strikes are happening in TV and film at the moment. Sorry mm-hmm. for absolutely murdering that. I could not read for the life <laughs> right. of it. That's okay. What do you guys make of this, then?
2: I'm well, Team Strike
1: absolutely
3: i
2: think they should go on strike support workers, Standard everyone deserves workers. a fair
3: deal yeah i just didn't expect it to be worded i am team strike but, i am hey we're all team strike we're yeah. all uh yeah we're I think, team
2: unions here
3: yeah we're not in a union um no but there isn't really a union for what we do <laughs> no. unfortunately no. it would just be us three <laughs>
2: yeah. we're voting to go on strike for a week uh we want the week off
1: but yeah. also we're management so i don't think we can be in there so it'd just be me um, it would just yeah. be you unionize with yourself. Yeah. Um, what do you want, Ashton? I want more I want biscuits, more, please.
2: I want <laughs> more biscuits. and I want people to respect the biscuits, go more in the biscuit, biscuit tin. Unfortunately, after that's open.
1: impossible. So Ashton is going to strike <laughs> for 11 strike, months without yeah. pay. Um, so, yeah, everyone
3: deserves a, a fair deal. It, it, I'm surprised that it's not standard, that there are medics on hand for um, like stunt, catch, performance stunts yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, also, that article, I mean, it, it's not wrong where it says... Um, sp- People's people sort of seldom play their own face and likeness in video games, but it does happen that exactly yeah, more and more now. Mm. Um, so that's that's happening more and more, and you can just imagine that uh, we're probably not quite at that stage yet. But in a, a few years' time, someone might make uh, you know you could get um, flipping Cal Kestis. Um They could just use his his face, the, the the likeness of the actor. I mean, I guess also that there's a, there's a degree of like. When, whether you sign that away or not in a contract because people's likenesses are used in video games sometimes when mm. it's not played by that person. But uh, yeah, particularly with AI on the increase, you know, you could do the same with voices, which is a bit more problematic when mm. it, it is your livelihood as a voice actor. So definitely, I think this is a good idea. Uh, I'm, I'm pro the uh, the TV and film and writers' strikes happening as well, given that, like, they're not getting proper residuals from streaming. Um, so, you know, actors who... Uh, would be earning some of their money from ticket sales from uh, from the cinema when films are going straight onto streaming services now they're just not getting some of the the money that they used to get so all these things I think need to be looked at uh, with AI on the increase and stuff and um unfortunately you've got people like Disney and all the the big wigs at the top just being quite rude about it, really, just publicly. Not even trying to, like, put on a PR face and say, mm.
1: well, let's all try and work out...
3: No, just getting really aggressive and, like, impatient with all well, the people. Well, was it that they, it.
1: they cut down all the trees outside
3: yeah, so they LA. had
2: no shade yeah.
3: outside?
1: Yeah. The strikers it's had no so shade? Yeah.
2: And that was actually illegal because those trees didn't belong to... I think it was Warner yeah. Bros that did it. They just, yeah.
1: yeah, outside the Warner Bros lot where people were striking, if you're unfamiliar with this, they they trimmed all the trees right back where the, the striking... Uh, actors and performers were seeking shade while they were the worn mm-hmm. a lot. I mean, what are the animaniacs going to do now? That's where they. That's where they hang
3: scabs. out. Yeah. Scabs, yeah, scabs, yeah, scabs. They're still in that water tower, just getting paid big money by
2: the people mm, yeah. at the top. I like I say I'm pro union and I'm I am supporting of everyone who's currently on strike. I think they deserve to be treated fairly and correctly as they have done in the past. Um, and it is scary the rise of AI. Yes, um, given how much they can do and how much is able to do with uh, people's faces. There's like there was an article a little while ago that said um, all of the background actors and extras for. Um, one division, when they recorded that TV show, their likenesses were all completely scanned in and can now be used mm. in any right. Marvel product going forward. So they wouldn't even get any more work because they're like, "Well, we've already, yeah, already we've got, got you." We got you on yeah. file, so, yeah. And that's even kind of, I guess, m- worse for people who do mocap with their like actual faces because you've got them completely scanned in doing a variety of reactions and uh, responses. You wouldn't even need to get them back in again because you've already got them on file with you. So I do think that it is a good thing and I think that the voice actors should go on strike because I think if they go on strike and they are given a fair deal by these game studios, that would encourage all of those overworked developers and other members of staff that work for these game studios to also go on strike and get their fair pay. But I think that because of that, the game studios will either try to settle before they go on strike or will be reluctant to settle after they go on strike because that means that there would be more of a precedent within the games industry to go on strike and get what you are owed. So I think that it will be interesting to see if these games companies agree ahead of time because I think that would be interesting to see the knock-on effect of this. And I do think that devs and other members of the team they are overworked and underpaid, famously. Um, so I think if this happens, maybe we'll see a shift in the games industry, and maybe it will delay a few of our favorite games. But hey, as long as people are being treated fairly and paid a fair wage, mm-hmm. I'm all right waiting an extra six to twelve months for a game.
3: Maybe Rockstar will have to charge two hundred dollars
1: for uh, GTA
3: Six. They can try if they their can best. Pay their staff but, fairly. Yeah.
1: I, I have not been following the TV and movie strikes too closely. But from what I have heard, it's basically been a mocking response from those in a position of power yeah, who are not much. taking it seriously. Whereas I know this is going to, you know, this is just the very start, and it, they've got to put out a PR friendly statement or whatever. But it certainly seems that the negotiating parties, on behalf of the game producers are at least open to talking and mm-hmm. trying to come up with something rather than you know making rather than cutting down trees and putting out mocking statements and yeah. just being really disrespectful um ai obviously we've talked about quite extensively on this podcast and that is of great concern understandably to people who make a living by doing that sort of thing companies will always be looking to take shortcuts and of course there will be smaller developers who can't necessarily afford to to bring in big talent or whatever but there are people of all experiences who can fill those roles Mm. and almost any budget you know a lot of people who are looking to get their start or who just want to be in a game will probably do it for free i'm not saying that they should but the point is if there is a solution for using ai to generate voices for your game you should probably take that because it's just going to reflect poorly on you even if you do not have the budget to do it there's always a solution and these bigger companies who have billions of dollars have no excuse because it is literally it's not even a money saving effort it's just how much more money can we get Mm -hmm. which is a story we hear more and more these days in 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 all facets of life Um, what i'd be interested in though is if the strike does happen how it will actually play out in the in, in terms of game development, because unlike TV and movies, which actors are integral to at every yeah, stage, apart from post-production and writing. Well, even with like
3: pickups and post-production and, you know, like mm. reshoots and things, they're kind of part they're of They're
1: needed all the way through. Whereas yeah. in video games, while actors are obviously really important to most video games, the vast majority of video game production isn't recording the actors. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. making the game. So while there will be some delays, I don't know if it will be quite as damaging as, as it would be in. I TV think it and film. will
2: depend on like we might see a shift in the kind of games we're getting. I think we maybe get less mocap games because mm-hmm. th- we just they wouldn't be able to do that, um, and I think that we'd maybe see a shift in the accents of the voice actors because this is the American Guild, mm-hmm. which means that any British. Or European actors yeah. are not technically part of this strike. And I mean, if they do do jobs that were initially intended for these American voice actors, they will be scabs. But if the games company just says, oh, well, actually, we're just, uh, we always record in England. Um, mm. So we're actually just going to hire English actors for this role because we always intended these characters to be English. Um, and you've got no proof otherwise, so we may see a shift in. I
1: admittedly don't really know how it works when it comes to that. It's, like, how, well, how are you meant to so track like it solidarity? So, but so
2: yeah, there's sometimes a solidarity, but there's like things like so, the Game of Thrones, a House of Dragons, mm. that's still shooting right. in England because it's an English com- like an English production company, English right. actors who are not part of Sagafra because they're not technically an American actor. Mm. Um so it depends. There's like all the rules and you can get exemptions. So if it's like a sm- so this might be the bigger companies, but if you are a smaller an indie development studio, you could say can we still hire actors to be in our show and they're like well because you are willing to meet our terms, you can voice actors can go and work with you. Right. So there are certain exemptions and there will maybe be a shift in I think the kind of games we'd get if we were to go on strike for 11 months, I think there'd maybe be like a good year where we'd get like a different selection of games. But like you say, things happen later on in the process mm-hmm. for most games. So there maybe wouldn't be that effective, but we just might see more delays.
3: Yeah. But that's the the thing is, although you're right that, you know, it it's a smaller part of the development time to, to have that work done. If there is just an end-to-end, say, 11-month strike, it's sort of irrelevant how, how much of that 11 months would have been spent with voice actors if even if it was like a, only a single day's uh worth of work mm. that person is not going to be able to act in any of that 11 months mm-hmm. so we're mm-hmm. still gonna have to wait until the 11 months is up you know whether or not they would have been doing one day or 12 weeks of work in that time it's very true if, so, yeah, yeah. if they
1: do strike for a year that's a year without any games being able to well a um, uh, u.s games where the people who are part of the sag after would, yeah. would be able to to be in games i suppose mm-hmm. but what i what i meant was that certain games may end up being unaffected um, yeah there will be a knock on effect already been recorded. yeah stuff that's already been recorded There's stuff that's in pre-pro you know that yeah. it's not going to grind the games industry to a halt the no. same way that it that it is affecting tv and movie but yeah there will there will be an effect.
2: So maybe we'll get a rise in silent protagonists.
1: <laughs> maybe we'll Please finally
2: know. get what we want: less talking protagonists. Yeah,
1: could yeah. be just like Starfield. Yeah, who knows? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, all the power to to them if they if they decide to strike or vote to strike. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the AI stuff. I think not not being a part of 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 that job pool, the AI stuff would be the thing I'm most worried about yeah. for sure. So hopefully. If there, if a precedent can be set where AI is basically banned from generating these people's faces in perpetuity or using their voice and generating voice lines from them, then that will be a huge victory and a, a, a landmark victory that may actually have uh, an effect on the on the existing TV and film strikes because they're worried about similar things.
2: Wouldn't it be AI? the same? You know, if someone took our voices and we're mm-hmm. like. They sacked us and they're like, we don't actually need you to record any voiceless. We're just going to use your voice because you recorded Mm -hmm. enough of a Mm -hmm. a variety of stuff. We just don't need it anymore. It's no different than, you know, that can happen to any YouTuber and it has happened previously. So don't do that. Don't like it. No, thanks. Keep your AI out of our business. Thanks. It's
1: very impressive, but let's use it the right way, please. Uh, Not to deprive people of work so yeah. there we are of course you can let us know what you thought about all the things we discussed today of what the thing my brain is just not i tell you what you it need was
2: some, you need some caffeinated noodles I need my
1: caffeinated noodles and it was because I stayed up until midnight yeah. on Wednesday Tuesday yes and now I'm sleepy, and it's a day later, Imagine and I'm if still sleepy.
2: Sit up till three a.m.
1: I wouldn't Playing be here. Yeah. yeah, I'd be sick. You'd be dead. <laughs> I would be sick and dying. Um, yes, make sure you let us know what you think of all the things we've discussed today in the comments below, and in the various other places around the internet where you can find us. Just live.
3: just like YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. All of our videos go out on YouTube, and m- almost all of our streams go out on Twitch, apart from on special occasions. But uh, mostly, we're on Twitch, so go over there to look at those. <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you want to go to our twitter facebook tiktok or instagram we're team triple jump on all of those and if you want to join our patreon so catch up on the new main menu or any of the vods uh, without any interruptions from smtj why not go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump
1: yes triple is our website that's where you can find links to everything that we do and uh, why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. Make sure you go to triplejumpshop.com, take advantage of that sale, and get this shirt pre-ordered before it's gone forever. It's never been a more exciting time to be a gamer. Never,
2: everybody.
1: ever. Never, ever been a more exciting time. And go watch the uh, the VOD for SMTJ Live, now on our VODs channel. Mm-hmm. Right. Just enough time, Ashton, to talk about this week's sponsor.
2: In memory of Steve Harwell, the uh, lead singer of Smash Mouth, Starfield have changed the name of their game for 24 hours and they're calling it All-Star All-Star Mouth. I mean all star field. All star field. Jeez, I need some. I need some caffeinated Smashfield. noodles. No, you Please. don't.
1: They'll make you very poorly. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everybody. It's Slash listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. bye
2: Bye. <laughs>